I have one question, Eric. Is Justin Verlander human? What are we seeing today? This guy pretty much put a stamp on the season with another Cy Young performance. And the team nearly threw another combined no-hitter. On top of that, Eric, that's not the only lead story. What about this offense? Hmm, they've been mum a little bit lately. Not today. They woke up. What a fun game to watch. Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Jake Myers, Jeremy Pena, all with multi-hit games. And Martin Maldonado, career high, 15th home run. Let's talk about this and more on tonight's Locked on Astros. Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a. Everybody's talking about um, Will Smith, but uh, we hope that you join us for a daily locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. Find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive positive i would not have put will smith in always strows all right today's episode is brought to you uh today's episode of lockdown astros is sponsored by simply safe home security with fast protect uh technology exclusively from simply safe 24 7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat faster uh for police response there's no safe like simply safe Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more today. All right. So, and thank you guys for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing. And the playoffs are coming up, and we're, we have a couple things that we're going to go ahead and try to do using YouTube. So, you can't do that if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube. And go and do the notification so you'll get notified when we do stuff on YouTube. So, um, I think uh, what we're going to try to do is do something like uh, maybe after um, if the other teams. Um, host is okay with it, but we may do some smack talk after the game, maybe oh, yeah. 10 minutes. Um, it, it won't be the actual show, but just like, you, well, you see this, you see what Justin Verlander did to you, blah, 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 something like that. So we It'll may do fun. something. Yeah, we're going to do some stuff um, during postseason. So guys, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and make sure you make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Listen, check out the Locked On Astros podcast. All right, so yeah, today's game was awesome. I mean, it started off with five runs in the first inning with no outs, and uh, it's like, where was all that offense the day before? I mean, everybody was complaining about the Astros are going to lose and they're not going to make it anywhere in the playoffs, and now it's like 10 runs and uh, they um, they lose a no-hitter. Now we're complaining about Dusty Baker putting Will Smith in in the 10th inning of a combined no-hitter, and it's like, what it's like well you know hey look this is what we call first world problems like someone said we need to play weird al yankovic's first world problems song look i'm happy the astros won okay but i'm not gonna lie that as an astros fan and as a fan of, of of justin verlander as a fan of wanting to see another combined no hitter 
to me, it makes absolutely zero sense to put Will Smith in there. Now, I know he followed the three hits with three strikeouts, and I get that. But why not keep Hector Neris in? I mean, they're like, oh, but, you know, we got to rest our guys. You got five days after the final game. Rest your guys. Give me a freaking break. I'm sorry. The boos in the stadium were not for Will Smith. They were actually for Dusty Baker. And Dusty Baker, again, take, you know, he takes it on the chin. He's a manager, so anything that goes wrong, he gets blamed for. Anything that goes right, he never gets credit. That's just kind of the life of a manager, especially someone like Dusty, who still has hanging over his head that he hasn't won a World Series. So people take all those things in their thought processes, Eric, and they go, I'm sitting there thinking, why the heck is he out there? Not because, yes, because I don't really trust Will Smith right now, but mainly because I wanted to see a combined no hitter with Justin Verlander, his last outing being as dominant as he was. And you mentioned about how did the Astros take off today versus yesterday? Well, yesterday they were they were playing against Aaron Nola, one of the better pitchers in the National League, and today they were playing against Suarez, who's who's not bad. He is ten and seven on the year. But in three innings, he gave up seven hits, six earned runs. So you had a bit of a lesser pitcher on the mound. We have seen how the Astros offense comes to these lesser pitchers and makes them look like Cy Young winners. Tonight, they didn't do that. And like we talked about last night, who would we rather face? It's been decided, Eric. The Mariners and the Blue Jays are going to be the wild card matchup for the three games in Toronto. So we will play the winner of that series Tuesday, October 11th in Houston. It will be George Springer or it will be Julio Rodriguez. All right. So Guy Webster's calling me out for saying it's tone deaf for me not to understand that why everybody's upset about um, <laughs> Will Smith coming in. And I, I no, I understand. And I was just, I was more just kind of saying what you're just saying about it's uh, just have having good team and just, being in a situation where uh, you have things to complain about that are good. So no, I, I actually now bringing Will Smith into this game, uh, there may have been a reason maybe they, he wanted to bring in a certain group of players into the game today and then maybe save the other group tomorrow. Just remember that tomorrow's an earlier game. And so Dusty Baker had a plan or maybe he just, Maybe he didn't have plans, but I don't know. But yeah, I like okay. So Stanick so, could have come in. Yes, so. thank you. Stanick could have come in. Presley could have come in. Montero could have come in. Any of those guys could have come in. Eric, I, I mean, let's see I your mean, pitch last night. Yeah, look, look. I'm just saying, anybody but Will Smith at this point. Heck, Luis Garcia could have come in. I mean, come on, like. Dude, give us a chance for right. a combined no hitter. I, you know, look if if oh, I gotta gather myself. But why would you save them for the last game? What are you saving them for at a three o'clock game? Oh, so they can pitch on a three o'clock game? That doesn't make. I don't know. Look, I don't understand the moves that Dusty makes. I, right. I'm not hating on him. I just am bewildered and baffled sometimes. I just hope. Something yeah. like this doesn't come up in the playoffs. How many wins do they have? They have a Eric. I'm not no. They have I'm not five. Eric, I'm not complaining about the. I'm just saying you had a chance to get a combined no hitter. You put your best guy last in this game. You don't put Will <laughs> Smith in. 
it's freaking simple. Yeah, I know. Two plus two is always four, Eric. It's never eight. It's never a million. And I don't, I don't get a million dollars by wishing a million dollars into my bank account. I've got to set myself up for that, and I've got to work for it and do the right things. Putting Will Smith in was not the right thing. Period. In the story, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of pissed about it. If I'm being really honest, I'm just sounding off. My bad. Right. No, I know. And uh, I guess going back to ye- yesterday's game, you had kind of a issue with him bringing in or, or Kitty in that situation would being down one to n- nothing. Uh, so, yeah. So that in that situation, then he gave up two more runs and then you brought, bring in and film Maton, then he could have blew up the game even more. So I, I can see where you're coming from with the situations, but uh, the Astros are still where they are despite Dusty's decisions. And so that's, that's just, that's to say that the Astros have the talent to withstand some of Dusty Baker's decisions. I have a counter to my own point because I like what Edgar says and see, here's the thing. I can have a multitude of opinions on a singular event because it makes sense. I could be all over the place. That's fine. Um, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD or something. I, I just have never had anybody check me for it, but I know I've got some sort of attention deficit, whatever. But here's what he says. It is what it is. Important thing is the guys stay focused. Mm-hmm. They don't get rattled. It only gets harder from here. Yes, it would have been nice. Now, the good thing is he didn't give up any runs. He gave right. up three hits and got three strikeouts. So if I'm going to try to find a silver lining in my frustration, that's going to be it. I just, because it's Justin Verlander, Eric, because the season he's having, because he chose to leave, because I don't think he wanted to stay in. I think he chose to walk out in the fifth inning because when he walked off, he tipped his cap to the people like he was done. He hadn't talked to the coach, but get this, because he left in the fifth inning, he was one-tenth of a point or away from breaking the record. Had he stayed in one more inning with another scoreless inning, he would have gone to 172 or 173. The all-time in the wildcard era, sub-2 ERA best seasons, Pedro Martinez in 2001.74. Justin Verlander finishes 2022 with 1.75. Third place, Blake Snell in 2018 with 1.89. So those are the only three guys in the wildcard era who have a sub-2 ERA and Justin Verlander was that close to breaking that record. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And so um, that's pretty cool. But um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Verlander in a second. But it's just cool to have um, him as a security blanket in playoff for game one in playoffs. It's kind of like having Simply Safe to kind of keep your family safe. Yeah, exactly. The numbers don't lie. Um, over the last decade, 4 million people have chosen the Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters to protect you with cutting edge technology tech powered by 24 seven professional monitoring agents who always have your back. You have 24 seven monitoring and an amazing support staff with this kind of monitoring. You can call at a moment's notice when there's a threat detected, you can dispatch the police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras from inside and outside your home. 
smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when the threat is real. Our monitoring experts use pr proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm the break-in that break-in is real and that you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So now I need you to customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. Speaking of being simply safe, that was just impressive seeing Verlander do what he did today. Then followed him was Hunter Brown. And the thing I liked about Hunter Brown today was he pitched two and one thirds innings. So uh, I think Dusty Baker was trying to get him kind of used to maybe what if in the playoffs you have to pitch one inning back to back days? What if we need you for a multi inning reliever? So I think that Dusty Baker and Astros are trying to get him to be in a kind of a, just get him used to all the roles. So remember the other day I said, well, maybe they're just trying to make him a one inning reliever. I think that um, they're trying to get him to be used to both. So I'm glad because that means they may not need to carry that extra starter in Luis Garcia or um, um, Jose Arquiti, who does not look like he's ready at this point. So I think if Hunter Brown is still stretched out enough to go three innings, or, I mean, I, I, I didn't think that he lost it, but now that we saw that he threw how many pitches today? 36 pitches. Granted, uh, I, the other day we had Phil uh, Maton throw 29 pitches in one inning, but still, uh, if he can throw two and one-thirds innings in, in a game, then you can still have him cover maybe three to four innings in a game. So I think that that's a good move for – uh, Dusty Baker to keep him stretched out. Uh, so the Astros did hit their offense came out and then we still have people in the chat down here saying the Astros offense sucks. Yes. It sucked <laughs> on Monday night. No, that, yeah. See, that's, yeah, sucks see, on that's yeah. Well, yeah, it's up and down. It doesn't suck. This is a murderer's row. When these hitters are making contact, there's not a, there's not many offenses that can match what this what this team has, Eric. With with the long balls today, with with the three home runs, um, Jake Myers getting a couple hits. You know, it's it's a it's an absolute torturous lineup for any pitching staff to have to go through. And like I said, if the bats show up each game, the pitching will do the job. Yeah, so the Astros did have 17 hits today um, after only having, what, it was only three hits the day before, or two hits, or however many it was. But, uh, but the Astros did get the job done tonight. And the frustrating thing about the Astros is, yeah, they're going to struggle from time to time. But it's just the, the offense is there. It's just a matter of some days you're the, it's either, like Dusty Baker said it, I forgot who it was. They they're facing some pitcher and he said, well, sometimes it's them. Sometimes it's us. Most of the times it's them. I mean, most times it's us. Most times it's them. This time it was us or something like that. It, try not to give the pitcher credit, but um, this time I, on Monday night, I think it was Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola just kind of kept the Astros off their toes 
the Phillies had a job to get done. They wanted to clinch the playoffs and now everything was everything kind of switched. Now the real team kind of was like, okay, well, we just want to win. We just want to play good baseball. And uh, so I think that also in this situation, Suarez, he looked like he was throwing batting practice. His pitches were just going straight. He had no control. And he, he, he didn't get his first out until after the Astros already scored five runs. So it just – I know the Astros jumped on a pitcher who didn't have his best control in this game, but still you take advantage when somebody is at weak, their best weakness. How yeah. did the Astros win the 2017 world series? It wasn't what a lot of people are, are thinking about. It was the fact that um, they took advantage of the fact that you Darvish was tipping his pitches and they figured it out. So um, yeah. that's, that's, that's what you got to do. So um, in a playoff series, even against the best pitchers, you got to figure out their their weaknesses and take advantage of the weaknesses, and that's what the Astros did in this game. Uh, and they had three home runs, um, two of them in the first inning. You had uh, Jeremy Pena hit has ha- hit his twenty second home run. He is now tied with Carlos Correa for the second most all time in uh, Astros franchise history of rookies in their uh, rookie season. Uh, I think he's trailing only. Um, who was it? Uh, Alvarez, with, who had 27 home runs in his rookie season, but that's impressive. So what Pena has done, he's—I know he struggled for a little bit there, but he actually figured out what was kind of making him struggle in the minor leagues, in the college, in high school, and all that. He—he he didn't really have this big leg hit, but some so for some reason when he got up to the big leagues, he developed this big leg kick. And he, that, remember, he was really susceptible to the slider. So mm-hmm. what happened was that was kind of throwing him off on the slider. And he wasn't able to stay back and everything. So uh, there's a game where he was struggling against um, Shohei Itani. And Shohei Itani was um, uh, dominating him, especially with the slider, yes. So what he realized is like, you know what? Let me not do the leg kick uh, I think he had two strikes on him and then he uh, did, he dropped the leg kick and then he got a single. And then ever since that point, I think that was uh, September 10th. Ever since mm-hmm. that point, he his OPS has been 813, 819 and he's been doing well, including hitting a lot more home runs. Uh, Dusty Baker's moved him up to the two hole and Dusty Baker feels confident about him being there. And so just making that little change of taking away something that may be making you susceptible to the off-speed pitches, that's what uh, a baseball player's got to do. And when I say making the adjustment once the league figures you out, that's what I mean. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, what, what we're looking at here is we're looking at one of the most amazing pitching staffs to ever go into the playoffs. We're looking at someone like you, like you mentioned, Jeremy Pena, who is heating up and Bregman, who is hitting a lot better. Kyle Tucker, who's, who has confidence. Jordan Alvarez, who is seeing the ball amazingly tonight. Jose Altuve, who's hitting well tonight. You know, yeah, Martin Maldonado for the most part at the plate is a lot of times an offer. But when he gets a hold of the ball, he absolutely wrecks it. They've won the last 17 or 18 games that he has actually hit home runs in in a row. And so 
that says a lot about what this offense can do. They just have to show up every day. But it's remember, it's no guarantee that all the other offenses are going to show up every day either. What I think actually happens, yeah, actually Bregman is in a slump. I'm talking about overall he's been hitting better. He hasn't been hitting great as of late. But we act as if the Houston Astros are the only team on the field that has slumps or, 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 or goes through lulls. Another team coming in isn't always going to just hit the cover off the ball. And to assume that the Astros are just going to flail and give up and they're just going to flame out in the ALDS, I don't see that happening. The bats don't even have to show up, Eric, in a monstrous way. They score five runs, they win the game, period, end of story. That's how this thing works. That's how baseball works. Great pitching defeats good hitting. And the Mariners' strength is not their offense. It's their defense and their pitching. And if your hitters can get to their pitchers, you trump those tools with them. So, I'm look, I'm going to be super positive going on the postseason. I don't see anybody beating us leading into the playoffs. Can it happen? Yes. Anything can happen. It's baseball. But on paper right now, I have all the confidence in the world that this team will show up and show out when it's their time. All right, I think the only thing that's going to hold the Astros back in the playoff is the bats. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. If the offense struggles and they're in the games, then that's the only thing that's holding back. The pitching is good. The defense is good. The only thing that can be limited is um, good pitching can hold the Astros down. But we've also seen the Astros take care of a good pitching. I mean, Suarez was a good pitcher all year. The Astros took care of him. They've dominated some good pitchers this year. So it's just a matter of sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not. And uh, the Astros offense, they're sometimes it, it's so weird just um, how good they can be and so good, um, whatever. But um, Altuve, um, I mean, Altuve, he still has a chance to hit 300. Uh, where is he at right now? Is he He's at 300 right now. So yeah, he's, he's at, at 300. He's at 300. And yeah, I, mean, I mean, he went Dusty Baker. Tonight, so. Yeah, Dusty Baker said that he's going to sit him tomorrow. And there you that, go. That brings up my question. Is Dusty Baker doing that on purpose so he can keep that 300? So of how course do you feel he about is. That? Of co- I've, that's fine with me, dude. A 920 OPS hitting 300. Let the guy have the stats. I mean, this guy of anybody deserves to have his stats padded a little bit by sitting one game. I mean, this is Jose freaking Altuve. He's taken it up the tailpipe for the last two or three years, dude. He has taken on more vitriol. He's taken on more hatred than anybody. And for no reason, for no good reason. If you're a fan of another team and you boo Altuve, that's on you and your cold, dark heart. You don't understand how great Altuve is for the game of baseball. So that's amazing. Him hitting 300. Jordan Alvarez hitting 300. I would have loved, though, when he had bases loaded earlier for him to hit a grand slam. That would have given him 100 RBI on the season. That would have been neat to see. I just really I just really think that, and you and I need to discuss this. If, if we're going to call, because I, like offensive MVP, I would originally have told you Jordan Alvarez but Jose Altuve in most categories is having a better year statistically than he had when he won the MVP in 2017. And 
I think Jose Altuve really is the MVP of this team, offensively speaking. Well, don't forget that uh, Alvarez went through that big, big slump through, was it August or? Yeah, so through August and the first part of September. So he was crushing it. And then all of a sudden he was just like, I can't hit the ball out of the outfield anymore. And so it just, it just, uh, that kind of held him back a little bit. So I think that he was definitely in competition for the MVP. Now, Aaron Judge, congratulations. You have now (laughs) passed Roger Maris. You hit your 62nd home run. And now you are the AL home run king. So congratulations there. And now the world can move away from every bat you ever have the rest of the season. And I know it's only one more game, but uh, geez, I, I got kind of tired of the, oh, it's Aaron Judge's time. But congratulations to him in all seriousness. And uh, hopefully the Astros are able to uh, beat his team in the playoffs because that's all we care about is just going through the Yankees because that's the team well, to beat. Hey, they are the team to beat, but you know what, Eric? In their bracket, they may not make it to the ALCS. I they like may this. get stopped. Congrats, I, Judge. Now sit down. <laughs> you know, look, no, seriously, it's a great accomplishment. And even greater from what he's done with the home runs, Eric, is his discipline at the plate and his batting average. And I don't know if he leapfrogged or went over um, – was his name uh, the guy in Toronto who is the top? He's top batting average. Come on, man, help me out here. Um, Guerrero. I want to say. I want to say Arenas. No, 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 no. It's it's like their catcher, or first baseman. Anyways, Arias Kurt. or whatever's oh. Kurt. Anyways, I don't know. I'm not going to get it wrong. You know what I'm talking about. There's a guy north of the border with Toronto that's been going back and forth with him, first and second place. Okay. So he he's he, I mean he's on the brink of a triple crown. What he's done offensively for that team, because Stanton has been an absolute zero all, all year for them. Um, you know what's funny about this Yankees team? Garrett Cole leads the league in strikeouts, but he's also second with most home runs given up this year. So it's kind of a helter-skelter kind of statistical year for the Yankees. But, dude, the Cleveland Guardians, man, that's a team. That's a team that really worries me. I kind of hope they don't make it to the LCS. But don't be surprised if they shock the world and get there. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Luis Arise. I could not, in Minnesota, not Toronto. Thank you so much. I could not remember for the life of me who I was thinking of. Thank you. That's why I was like, um, nobody in you, Toronto Ron. is good for that. Yeah, no, not Toronto. Uh, I apologize. So I stand corrected. I mean, hey, apparently I don't know anything about baseball either. So that's what people are saying. Stop, right? So, yeah, definitely this game was awesome. And I like the fact that the last game of the season tomorrow is going to – they all start at 3 o'clock. So we'll know basically at the same time when everything – all the matchups for the wild card games and all the um, final st- standings and everything. So my question is, is once we know – I know that the uh, Mariners are locked at their position, the um, Rays – I believe the Rays are locked and the Blue Jays are locked. So once everybody's officially locked, does that mean they're going to start announcing the times? Because like Joseph said earlier, we want no time. So we can start knowing if we have to take off on Tuesday, that type stuff. So I think that, um, I think that they may, but I I don't know for sure. Exactly. And 
I really think that it's going to be an afternoon game. Like you said, I mean, why even spend a whole lot of time wondering when it's going to be played? It doesn't matter if you're going to be there. Just, just, just plan on not, not going to work. Um, it's going to be a great game though, because I'm going to be excited once I find out who it is, uh, because if it's, if it's a blue Jays, I'm going to have a lot of nervous energy. If it's the Mariners, I'm going to be like, bring on the Mariners. Let's shut these Mariners fans up for once and for all. And, but you know, they had a playoff drought ended. The Phillies had a playoff drought ended. There's still several teams in there that have playoff droughts that are still going on. You know, they showed back to the first time back in 2015 when the Astros ended their playoff drought and made it with Altuve. Um, Correa had been called up as a rookie. They had Springer and they were showing, they were talking about the locker room and the celebration and how neat that was for them. And Julie was talking about how this team has grown to this point, and you still have players that were here then that are here now. And Altuve has been in the center of every one of these teams. He truly is a team leader. He truly is the captain of this team. And I can't wait to see what Jose Altuve does because he's going to have more postseason heroics, and he's going to climb up that home run leaderboard as well. Yeah, so um, somebody asked when the uh, wild card games will be. They will start October 7th. And how how ironic is it that the fact that the Guardians work so hard to win the AL Central and they're going to have to play wild card games and they could end up out not even making it to the um, ALDS. So that's just kind of a weird situation there. So the Tampa Bay um, will be facing the Guardians. That's a, that's locked. And then you have the the Mariners facing the Blue Jays. So those right. that that series is already locked. Now the National League, it's not locked as of right now. You have the Mets set to face some team and the Cardinals set to face some team, but we don't know what teams yet. Okay. Yeah. And that National League play, I think the playoffs, Eric, this year are going to be more exciting than they've ever been because the Padres got in there. Everybody thought they were out. You know, they don't have Tatis Jr. That whole storyline that kind of blew up on them. What is Hader going to do? Is Juan Soto going to show up? I mean, is he, is he even playing baseball anymore? I haven't heard his name mentioned at all. Oh, I've got to mention this. Um, Roflo and the MLB Network um, people have have a have an award called "Keep Your Pitch Hand Strong," and they and they have a they have a molded hand like throwing a baseball, and they do each month who has the strongest pitch hand. Okay. And Christian Javier for September got the keeping his pitch hand strong award for the first time as an Astro has been nominated to that award. And they called him El Reptile. And they're like, what is a reptile? And they were doing all this lead up to him. And they were talking about Christian Javier and how good he is. I'm excited to see what Christian Javier does in the playoffs this year against whatever opponents they face. All right. Um, and Kyle Tucker had a home run today. That makes him have 30 home runs. 25 stolen bases, 107 RBIs in the season. Can you guess the only player that has accomplished the the uh, 30 home runs, 25 stolen bases, and 100 plus RBIs? Can I? Oh, you mean other than him? Yeah, in Astros history. Was it? Um, Lance, he's not, was it Lance no, Berkman? No, he's behind me. Was it? He's behind Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell. Okay, that's right. I remember Jeff Bagwell did used to steal bases. Yes, that's right. Good job, guys. I couldn't think of 
I couldn't think of someone who stole a lot of bases. You know, it's yeah. been so long. I, I was actually talking to um, some friends the other day about baseball. And I was like, y'all don't know this because they didn't, they didn't follow baseball back when, back when I was growing up. It's like, there were guys that stole like over a hundred bases in a season. And right. if you stole 60 bases, you would be like fourth or fifth. <laughs> the game's changed. Yeah, he actually did it twice. He did it in 1997 and 1999. So that was before his um, he started having the uh, shoulder issues and his decline started. So, yeah, Bagwell's um, decline just happened pretty quickly. So, unfortunately, he could have had – I mean, he had a Hall of Fame career, but if he, it wasn't for the injuries, he could have had great numbers. So – um, that's all. We, um, anything else? Uh, who, what do we got going on for tomorrow? Well, What's our, I'm, I'm well, in tomorrow, the card series. It's uh, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow it's a post game. Um, we'll wrap up the season. We'll put a bow on it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some thoughts tomorrow about where we're going to go. We're going to do a couple player features. I'm working on a couple guests next week for the show. Um, Mancini. And I want, I want to talk about this, my finishing thought. Mancini actually hit the ball really well tonight. He just hit it right at people. He was so frustrated, Eric, and you could tell, and it was unbelievable that he didn't get a hit. So Mancini's close. I think he's close. I think he's going to get some key hits. Christian Vasquez got a hit, and um, it's just um, it was it was a key hit that you know scored an RBI. So I'm anxious to see what role Vasquez plays. And if Mancini can catch fire. Yes. And uh, C plan says that Jeff Bagwell's um, 90, 1994 season that was cut short by injury and the uh, strike. Um, that was one of his best seasons ever. But um, yeah, it's, Bagwell was definitely a, a talented player and somebody who's a talented player is Jeremy Pena. And uh, he did um, have some x-rays after getting hit by a foul ball. Uh, fouling a ball off him, himself, but x-rays were negative apparently. And so everything is, should be fine, but uh, he probably won't be playing in tomorrow's game, but um, I'm sure he'll be fine for the playoffs, but um, definitely uh, Justin Verlander said that I think I'm probably the least surprised person that I'm here. Everybody wants to ask how amazed you are to me. I'm not, I know how hard I've worked. I know how good I felt. So most people say, are you surprised that you're here? Yeah, I'm actually surprised, you know, coming back from Tommy John, I wasn't so sure I was going to do this. And I'm really impressed myself. He's like, no, I knew I was going to do it. I mean, I'm Justin freaking Verlander. What else do you want me to do? That's what I do. I'll wake up and I just come out and throw five no hit innings. And uh, to answer your question, I think that there is a, uh, reason for him coming out early and they said it that he said there's a cut on his right hand was one reason why he didn't continue pitching tonight and uh but they'd already had a discussion about a limited uh, oh, okay. pitch count so so right said, hand do they say his finger or his hand because there's a difference between right the cut hand on your hand his right hand okay so it wasn't like a like on right his hand. fingertips they, okay good they didn't really say they just said okay. right hand so I'm oh, here he got it is. Cut on his right hand. You got Justin it. Verlander said he had a cut on the back of his right hand, and he oh. didn't want to push it any further after five innings. So okay. you're right; he did take himself out. Yeah. 
So I, I didn't know why at the time. I just know you could tell he was tipping his hat. He was out. Well, hey, guys, that's all we got tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, great job. Great show. And, um, you know, that's why we bring you along with us, because when when we when we miss the players or hit the holes, you guys help us out and we're a complete team together. So thank you all so much for being a part of Lachlan Astros Nation. All right. That's all we got. We'll see you tomorrow. And we're ready to start gearing up for a postseason. My name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancey. We are the Locked On Astros podcast, your team every day.